Hello, hello, this is Mr. Authentic 838, and I am back on the Unpacking Podcast. And today I have Mr. Do you want me to say your name? Okay, Kevin Brown. Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Man, why'd I call you Brown? You know what? Because he looked like Mr. Brown. (laughs) But um, he's a barber in here in Corsicana, Texas. He's been here at the Genesis. He's probably been here over 10 years now and whatnot. And he uh, he does an exceptional job. He owns his business. He's been cutting hair, at least cutting mine for at least ten years, and having me looking real good and scrumdiddlyumptious and whatnot. But um, we're gonna unpack a little bit today. But I want him to, you know, give you a little bit of his background and talk about your success of being here in this building and. Um, what your future plans are for this building. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. And again, my name is Kevin Jackson Sr. And I am a barber slash <laughs> mentor slash leader. Um, I wear many hats, so I, I just can't name them all right now. But uh, this, I, I've been in business for about 18 years here at Genesis Master Barbers. Uh, originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Grew up, born and raised. Uh, had a started out having a good childhood and ended up a little rocky. But now that I'm a little older, I'm kind of getting on the right path a little bit. So that's just a little bit about me, sir. Okay, right on, right on, right on. Um, you say you're a mentor? Mentor. What do you mentor? Mentor uh, boys to, from the age group of 7 to 18. Went through my mentoring organization, Boys the Brotherhood Mentoring Network. Where's that at? Here in Corsicana too? Yeah. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Okay, okay. When do you, you do are, that? When you do are you do? a legal entity in the state of Texas, so if you look us up, we, we are. This guy be doing so much. Be cutting hair, be mentoring. Got two shops open. I say successful, successful. Right on, right on. Okay, so one of our topics that we're going to talk about today is mental health and um, knowing, at least having the knowledge of your mental health and um, the reasoning on why you should have at least know why. And um, I guess I was just going to talk about my, me personally and then um, give you an example, kind of how we're going to go about it, and then you can just talk about uh, the well, the really the real issue is the importance of it and knowing exactly uh, why you should have at least an idea about mental health. Right. And um, it's a good conversation because, like people know, my daughter has autism. And um, when... My daughter was first born. Everybody has this notation that, wow, man, I have me a healthy child. I'm going to 
be healthy, I'm gonna do all of this and all of that, and then you get hit with a curveball, and then um, you're kind of not prepared for it. And then when you're not prepared, you kind of, I guess you just kind of get, yeah, you just kind of get knocked off, you know, your feet because you're just kind of like, man, I wasn't prepared for this. Right. And it opens your mind to a lot of situations at the time before you have kids you don't pay attention to and whatever so like for example with me and um with my daughter she has social anxiety so taking her to walmart and stuff like that she just doesn't know she just can't handle it you know and she just be crying and fussing and all of that stuff and then people be looking crazy and be like, man, she just need a good butt whooping and that she just, there's something wrong. And they just be looking at you like you're a horrible parent, but not really understanding that the reason why she's this way is because she has a mental illness and whatever. And um, my thing about the reason why I like this subject and want to talk about it is because I felt like before I had kids before I had kids that I didn't really think about all of that you know I didn't know I knew my mom had a disability I knew my brother had a disability but no one never took the time to figure out what kind of disability they had or took the time to even explain to us what it was you know we just knew that there was something wrong, and no one knew. Well, we everybody knew about it in the family, but it kind of kept it hush hush, or whatever. And then I have my daughter, and she has autism, and having all these, uh, well, just having she's autistic and stuff. And the doctor's asking me questions. Okay, so uh, whose side of the family does you know has it? And I'm, and my wife is like, well, she, nobody on her side has it. You know, they have uh, high blood pressure and um, stuff like that. Normal high blood pressure pretty much runs in like all black families and whatever. And um, I know my auntie has gout and I knew that my granny had uh, diabetes and whatever. But autism, I didn't know, you know. So I couldn't answer that question. And I felt some type of way about it because I was like, dang, you know. I just felt like that I wasn't prepared as a father or I wasn't given the information growing up to prepare myself for that type of situation, you know, because they wanted to keep it hush hush and they didn't want to talk about it and everything like that. And I just felt like this is one of the type of situations that knowing what your mental background is, is very crucial for your kids. Because nowadays people are having kids and they're um, having kids with just any and everybody. And then, you know, their child, they have a child and then their child has a mental illness and whatever. And then you don't know how to cope with it and don't know how to handle it because, you know, you were not taught and no one explained to you like, okay, so look. This is what you got to know. You don't know that you have messed with somebody that may have this type of illness. You know, like my cousin, he has schizophrenia. Uh 
And we didn't even know what was wrong with him at the time. But until it happened, and he had an episode. And now, shoot, he has two prior, before that, he has two kids now. And it's a possibility that one of his kids, because uh, that's hereditary. So now one of his kids are probably going to have the same symptoms or have the same problems. And his mom was just like, man, we have to, his mom was proactive about it. She got as much information about, you know, uh, schizophrenia and everybody just felt like, and it was so crazy because like the whole family just felt like he was, they, they treated him real bad, you know, like there was something really wrong with him, not understanding that this is what's going on. But when, I guess when you don't know, you automatically go to the negative, you know, whatever. When we were created, you know, God knows our story from beginning to end, right? Right. So only he knows uh, in in our our human being lifetime and lifespan what is going to happen to us and with us from beginning to end. Right. Since God is all-knowing and we, we being human beings, we don't we can't see in the future. You right. know what I mean? So no one wakes up and say, uh, hey, I want to have cancer or autism or sugar diabetes. No one wakes up with that. Right. So those type of things uh, come up on us. Those type of mental illnesses come up on different people. Uh, I, I believe, and quote me if I'm wrong, I believe it may be just a genetical thing, you know what I'm right. saying? It can be in the genes because um, I have, in my family, I have some some family members that um, have autism right. uh, or have cancer, but it's rare between the generations. Right. So, I mean, it happens. Uh, we, there's nothing that we can do to uh, take it away or wish it away. And, um, mental health, like you said a few minutes ago, it's it's it's, it's running uh, rampant in families, uh, especially with all these new types of drugs that's uh, uh, even prescription drugs. Man, the side effects are so serious. You know, the big side effects of prescription 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 drugs are, are probably more detrimental. Than the drugs that's on the streets. Right. And so, uh, I have a cousin that has autism, and he he can't speak. Right. He can, but he can do everything else. The only thing is, he just can't speak. Right. And uh, he's graduated from high school. He's twenty one. He's twenty now. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a. It's a mental illness. It's a illness that can be dealt with, but you have. I believe you have to be a special parent to deal with a person, yeah, that, a kid or somebody that has autism. Right. You know what I'm you got to be special. You got to know how to handle that kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have a cousin. Well, my cousin, she, her son has it, mm-hmm. and uh, she's real sensitive to how people. Uh, this goes back to what you were saying in Walmart. How right. People uh, respond to the way she acts, but she 
she, my cousin, she's real sensitive to how people react to his illness. You know right, what I'm saying? And I've seen a one-on-one where she really want to fight. Fight, right, so, yeah. Uh, that type of illness, uh, I don't believe it's unto death. It's just something that the individual just have to deal with for the rest of their life. You know right. And I, and I feel like like when um, when my daughter got diagnosed, um, well, before she got diagnosed, like, I feel like certain, I want to say certain people, I want to say, like, the best way to handle that, and the only reason why I can speak on it is because I experienced it, you know, right. is to be proactive. And don't really listen to people that, feel like there's nothing wrong because I had family members even my wife had family members that felt like oh there's nothing wrong because she was nonverbal too but there's nothing wrong with her uh she don't you know she'll come to on her own um just ignore it and don't let them label her because and I hate that word label don't make her label her don't let them label her because you know there's nothing wrong and then me and my wife would just kind of looked at the situation like we don't want to ignore what's in front of us, you know? So we took the, we would just, you know, dug deep and linked in and um, put her in, you know, speech therapy and all of that. And um, my, my father was just like, man, she's smart. You know, there's nothing wrong with her. And I hated those comments. Because I'm like, there's no one ever said that she wasn't smart and that she wasn't going to be able to do anything, you know? It's just that right now she's nonverbal and she's learning differently. So what we have oh, to do... Oh, oh, oh. So we have... Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and what we have to do is uh, learn how to help her learn. And whatever. So we enrolled her in the early special uh, special therapy classes and whatever and whatnot. And I'm glad we did that now because now on the CPD classes that she took when she was two, she was in there. And now she's four. There's CPD classes, and that's basically um, these are certain classes that put you in to develop mental classes that put the kids that have autism and teach them how to uh, live, I'm not really live, but how to learn. So there's certain uh, criteria that we have that we that she has to meet for she can actually go into regular classes with uh, you know the regular kids and everything like that. But before she is able to uh, handle that, she has to be able to meet these uh, standards and whatever. And so they give her uh, uh, speech therapy and all these type of therapies within that time frame. The earlier you enroll your child, the better off and whatever. So we enrolled her and she was two. But now that she's four, she was in there last year and the year before that. And we just had an art meeting a couple months ago. And not only is she, um, we could tell the big difference in her speech, like probably a couple months. Because before she wouldn't, she would get real frustrated because she would try to tell us what she wanted, but we couldn't understand what she was trying to say, you know, unless she would go and point at it. And now, shoot, 
Um, I'm just glad that me and my wife dug deep and didn't listen to what everyone else had to say and enrolled her in there. Now that she's, uh, we didn't got, we was told that she's going to be enrolling in um, regular classes next year because she didn't met all her criteria, you know? And we tell people all the time, because even though she has social anxiety, when she's out in public, she's not going to really say nothing, you know? But when she's at home, girl won't hush. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Do you believe, do you think that mental health has been misdiagnosed? Um, it was mis, mis, misdiagnosed in the uh, earlier, in the early days. Yeah, for sure. They would they would recommend it, or they would say that you're just uh, retardation. I don't think they had. I don't think that they knew as much about mental health as they do now. Back in the day, right. so like when my mom growing up, I don't think that they had these special classes and stuff for her to learn off of that, you know. And now that we got, you know, that we didn't got older they kind of now dug deep a little bit and started understanding more about mental health so i can't fault my mom or my grandparents and them because they didn't know and they just and then back then they just labeled it as retardation or something like that and what uh, according to the cdc it said uh eventually uh, that 50 percent of americans will be mentally have a mental illness right like half of a of the world will have a mental illness according to the cdc i believe it and those illnesses may be depression that's right. an illness right we get, we get depressed about something here and there right uh, depression anxiety you know what i'm saying and uh those are those are illnesses that are not as souls well, it can be schizophrenia. schizophrenia. It can be se- severe, but that's why I was saying you think it was di- misdiagnosed back then because you have a lot of people with anxiety that never have right. got diagnosed, right? Or uh, depression that never got diagnosed. So that kind of like evens out the playing field to me because the ones that are more severe, like schizophrenia or uh, uh, depression, uh, uh, yeah, depression and autism, and, uh, mental mental uh, retardation. Those are a little more severe right. because sometimes those those they can't do for themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying. So uh, that's why. Well, I, I wouldn't say they couldn't do for themselves. Well, it's like I guess in some situations. Yeah, some people need help and whatever. I just feel like people nowadays have to double down. And the reason why I know you good. The reason why I like having this conversation is because this needs to be out, you know. And people need to take mental illnesses a lot more serious. You know, too many people are um, just snapping and killing people, and for no reason and whatever. There's and. There's really no, I don't think, and I hate to say it like this, but really in the black community, they need to take it more serious because like 
they they want to ignore too many problems in their family and keep it hush and whatever. And they don't want everybody to know their situation or anything like that. But um, at the same sense, you don't want to get them help neither. You just want to ignore that, oh, there's a problem here. And then you're not doing nothing but being selfish because now this child has to grow up not knowing and not having an understanding on what's going on and then be mad at them later on because of a situation that comes about. And then they have kids and then they're like, oh man, caught off guard. Like my, the, the biggest thing that had me so hot, I was never upset about my daughter having autism. I was just more upset about her having autism and me not knowing where it came from. You know? That's what made me so mad because mad with my mom and all that because now I don't know, you know, nothing about autism. I have to learn off free, which, I mean, there's so much information out there, so that's good. But I was more upset about the fact that, you know, why y'all didn't tell me this? You know what I mean? And um, why was this such a big secret? Why this and why? I just had a whole bunch of questions that just ran me really, really up, ran me hot. And whatever because you know I felt like let's just say I love my daughter to death but let's just let me just say this all right what if I wasn't able and I wasn't mentally uh, capable of handling a child with autism right? right and let's say I have a child and I and she you know and I'm under the impression that everything is gonna be good and I don't know my mental health background and then I have a child with autism and I'm not um, mentally able to take care of my child, you know, and I felt like, but that choice was stripped from me because no one told me. But the choice is you finding out about the health, you right? Doing your research and the study, you know, and doing what doing your part on what you think you can do to bring to the table when it comes to autism because there are organizations out there uh, Holly Robinson, Pete her uh, child has autism right? and just going back to what you were saying about in the black community, keeping things on a hush-hush which you're right, it shouldn't be on a hush-hush because the more you talk about it, the more it's off the chest, the more you can get help but it's not happening. Right. So, uh, my dad, just to go, you know, go further, my dad was diagnosed with, um, my dad was diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease. Right. Just a few weeks ago. Oh, and, man. And uh, he had been to the doctor, they ran many tests. And it's not, nobody in our family has it. Right. So Parkinson's disease is a, it's like a rare disease. Right. Uh, I know Michael J. Fox has it. Right. Uh, but I don't know too many. Muhammad too many Ali. Muhammad Ali. Ali. Yeah, he right. had it. Right. Not too many people had it. Right. So it's just really, uh, a, you got to find out about it. And it's really a disease that kind of attacks your nervous system. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have shakes and mm-hmm. you always moving. And, uh, but it's my dad 
and I may have a different feeling or a different emotion uh, towards it. How y'all doing? All right. And then you yeah. have it. Right. It's your daughter. Right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm just agreeing with you that it needs to be those type of mental illnesses need to be out there and talked about and dealt with in the community. Right. Because a lot of people are not dealing with it. You know, we, we're too, we're so, so blind to the fact that, to the things that's really happening in our, in our family and in, our, in people's lives to the point where we just, we overlook, we overlook mental illnesses. I just think that people probably don't want to talk about it because they don't want to face it and deal with it, you know? And it's easy to not want to deal with it when it's not your family and it's not directly involving you, you know, and whatever the situation may be, you know? I just feel like the reason why I like having this conversation, I just feel like it's because it needs to, people have to be more subconsciously aware of what's going on and how to prevent it. Because if you don't make the changes to prevent it, then you're not going to do anything but teach your kids and the same stuff that you was brought up. And then your parents not having that conversation with you and not telling you anything. And then you end up doing the exact same thing your parents did with your kids so and whatever. Why, so so you, why is it not being talked about? Um, I think it's because what people is, don't understand and fear. Nah. Okay. I don't think so. They, they might not understand. Right. But I believe it, we have so many distractions throughout the day's time. Right. To the point where it's like not a second thought about thinking about it. You know. True. It's not a priority. It's not a priority. Right, right. I've, I've had I've done a podcast, I mean a radio for probably about a year, and that was one of my main topics on the radio: um, mental uh, illnesses. Right, right. So. I know. And as far as moving forward, after everything that happened, you know, I know my background. You know, I know, you know, what to tell my daughter when she gets older. You know, right. and not make the same mistakes. That's the whole point. It's the reason why I feel like people have to have a conversation. You don't have to have the conversations with just any and everybody. At least your kids and your immediate family, because it's selfish on not saying anything. It's like having. It's like not having life insurance. You know, people will be like, "Oh man, uh, we don't need life insurance." This and this and this. But in the same sense, you're being selfish because. Your debt is just going to the next person. And it's selfish of you to not even consider your family members or your family right. and whatever. And I just feel like that's just the reason why I just like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life insurance, that's another thing, too. That's a whole other subject. Let's talk about it now. Let's unpack it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I mean, life insurance is serious business. Man, don't. Let me tell you something. My cousin, I'm yeah, not gonna put it. There. <laughs> My cousin um, had a death in the family, right? And this, this is this is so crazy. 
how you don't even think about how how important life insurance is until the situation comes about. And um, they ended up not having to. They had to go make a GoFundMe account just so they can get the money to bury the family member or whatever. And see, this is something that you don't. This is something that you're not taught when you're. This is another thing I feel like that needs to be talked about too about how serious life insurance is because. When you don't have life insurance, you're being selfish by not doing it because your debt, your prop, like let's say if you have a car note, all that falls on the next person. Um, house notes, all that falls on the next person. They pick up all of your debt. And not only on top of that, they have to um, pay for house note and everything like that. They don't have no kind of, and let's just say like most men, I think men nearly, most of the time, I feel like men have to be more proactive about it because, I mean, let's be real about it. Men ain't take care of themselves. Not like women do. You're more like, more men are more likely to die earlier than women. And that's because we ain't taking care of ourselves. And it ain't, and I don't know why, you know, I feel like more married men stay uh, live longer than single men because their wives make them go get, you know, go to the doctor and whatever. And if you're not married, and um, go ahead. Oh, and if you're not married and you're a man, um, I promise you, you're not going to the doctor like you're supposed to. That's not in every case. Not every case, but 80%, I bet, are not taking care of themselves. I was a high percentage. Because, and they're not even thinking about it, you know? And then that selfish type of person is the same person who don't want to have life insurance neither. And don't care. And that's messed up. How you feel about it? Feel like I'm right? You're right. Oh. You're right. That's why I'm glad I make my doctor's appointment for my day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I mean, it's, it's okay to, I mean, there's nothing wrong with us finding out. Good news or bad news right. about ourselves. You know what right. And hey, if I get bad news, then I have to take the uh, the necessary steps in order to correct. You know what I'm saying? If I if if I make the correct. Right. Uh, so yeah, I agree. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like what I was saying earlier was like if. Let's say you're you're the type that's not going to the doctor, and then you find out bad news, you know, and you're forced to have to get your affairs in order because you know uh, something happened or whatever. And in the same, well, I don't want to be like that. I would say, do you have sympathy for that person? But I guess in a saying you would have to, because you don't want that person to pass or nothing like that. But I mean, you do have sympathy, sympathy because, but then at the same time, if that's somebody that's close to you, you really want to like, right? Say something to get help them, motivate them, get them going. But you know what? My wife asked me, she said, why, is, why do you not like going to the doctor? And I don't even have a reason why I don't like going. 
before because before I, before I wasn't going to the doctor neither. I was just kind of like whatever, living my life, you know. Really? And she was just like, you need to start going to the doctor, getting checkups and everything like that. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know why. I ain't nothing wrong with me. She said, well, you don't know. It could be something wrong with you, and whatever. And I was just like, yeah, true. You know, I guess I just never thought about it or whatever. And that's something I was subconsciously taught, I guess, growing up. And um, she was just like, why do you not like going? And I don't even have a reason why I didn't go, why I didn't like going. So I just started going, you know? Well, and and she, it's, it's true, is it? If you, if you wasn't, didn't grow up going to the doctor, you have a family history of not going to the doctor. Nine times, nine, nine times out of 10, you're not going to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know? Nine times out of 10, you're not going to see your doctor see what's wrong because it's not in you from childhood to go. You know? Right. But if it's in you, you'll go once you get over. Right. Then it's just a, it's just a ratio because it can be in you to go and then when you get older you don't go. So True. <laughs> true, true, true. I know some people like that, so Going to the doctor is very important. Okay. So it's like a bad word. Doctor. Like doctor is like wow. I ain't never looked at it that way. It's like a customer. Going to the doctor is like, ain't nothing wrong with me. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't have no reason to go to the doctor. Doctor is like a bad word to some people. That's true. I ain't I ain't really never looked at it like that. Okay. Um, do you feel like more? Do you do you think more black men nowadays have a fragile ego? Ego. I can't read. Do you think more black men nowadays have a fragile ego? Oh yes. <laughs> yes. I bet you was gonna say. That. Why do you think that? Because of insecurities. I wonder where that comes insecurities from. Insecurities is the number one cause of that. I wonder where that comes from. Like, I really wonder why. Where did that insecurity? I guess not insecure. I guess yeah. I wonder where that insecurity comes from. Well, is that something you're taught? Do you well, think? Children live what they learn. So what now? Repeat Ch- that. Children live with what they learn. Okay, break that down. For example, if you, if a child was taught to, if a, if a child was uh, ridiculed, ridiculed when he was a child, right, he learns to be shy, right, when he's older. If a child. Uh, learns in a hostile environment he learns how to fight and not yeah so those that's the example of what I'm saying children live what they learn right if you grew up in a hostile environment nine times out of ten you're gonna be hostile hostile. yeah I I feel like when I was young I got when I um, I used to get bullied and everyone used to talk crazy now when I got to high school, I became the bully and was talking crazy to everybody. I had to, I, and I'm glad I was self-consciously aware of that I was being that way. And I had to stop because I was like, wait a minute, 
I'm doing the exact same thing. What's up, my dad? I was doing the exact same thing that I didn't like when I was in like elementary and middle school. You know? And uh, I had to catch myself like, whoa, let me chill out. Because I don't like being being that way, you know? Well, and then It's all important how you channel it. Right. Because me, I was short, little, little dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I got pushed too. around all the time because I was short. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, could, I mean, I was little. I, was, I wasn't... Probably weighing nothing, but when I got older, I started standing up for myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I had to then, fight little. I had to fight big guys all the time. Yeah, that's what I had to do. Yeah, yeah everybody had to so, fight. I had to be big. That's, all, that's what I had to do because everybody was bigger than me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I learned that, and uh, now I'm learning how to channel that. You know. That aggressiveness, that aggressiveness attitude towards me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know when somebody's being aggressive towards me and really meaning it, and being aggressive toward me and just playing. And just playing, you know right? What I'm Definitely. I know when somebody's being uh, real with me, and I know when somebody's being fake with me because I've dealt with real people and I've dealt with fake people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And jealous. I. I Showed enough there with a lot of jealous people because I, I can see a jealous person real far off. And, you know, there's a lot of jealous people coming here in the barbershop. Why do you feel that and way? Because, I mean, they just want to see what I'm doing. And, and they, they want to, they need a haircut. So they're not here to really just have a personal relationship with me. They just want a haircut. Right. And they want to see what I got. What do you mean? Like, as far as just stuff in here? They want to see possession, trucks. Cause, oh, whatever. yeah. I think that's yeah. what Facebook's for. That's what Facebook's for? Yeah, I think that's what people do on Facebook. They just stun a little bit, show off. Especially around income tax season. I know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I already know, gang. You know how income it goes. Income tax season, everybody. Everybody flashing their money. Hey, balling. All the new cars coming out. Everybody showing up. I tell my wife, what was we laughing about? One day I was like, man, you know it's a time. Around December. Everybody's starting to show out. I still see how many people hold on to these around March. Everybody back walking again. <laughs> back walking again. It's everybody on Facebook flashing money and all that stuff. And I've never been that type of person because I feel like, shoot, man, you're doing all that. We're going to catch you slipping. <laughs> all right, you, okay, I know where you live. And you're going to show me all this money. You, that's silly enough to do that. Right on. Okay, we're going to catch you slipping. And yeah, whatever. Right. Like, I feel like growing up, I'm. This may sound crazy what I'm about to say, yo. And I feel like if I didn't get bullied. Let me unpack this here, okay? If I didn't get bullied, I really wouldn't know how to handle myself in a hostile and hostile situation when someone steps to me. You know, I really feel like I would not know how to defend myself when um um I really wouldn't feel know how to defend myself when in the right situation, you know? And not knowing or actually knowing how to separate myself from 
the foolishness and whatever because bullies kind of show you two things. They either going to show you that, you know, they really are this guy or they're just putting on to be this guy. You know what I mean? And then when you get older, you start to realize, like, bro, when certain people come at you sideways, you be like, dude, I know you putting on. You're not really this guy. Don't even try to act like you this guy. You know, and I felt like being in that type of situation made it easier for me as I got older. But now, don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting bullying. And I'm not saying that bullying is a good thing. But because not everybody, not everybody learns the same way, you know? That's something I picked up from it, you know? But that doesn't mean that someone else is probably going to pick up that same or pick it up that same way. They may not be the type of person that look at bullying like, okay, I see how this is going. I know I have to stand up for myself. So this goes back to what you're talking about, males having... Fragile egos. Fragile egos. It's, it's, it's a such thing as being so egotistical to the point to where you act out towards another person in a certain way, like you're uh, being aggressive to them or trying to bully them. Right. Because they have a insecurity. For sure. And I've, like 99% of the time it is. I remember when I first got my first bully. And, um, what was that? Elementary school? I ran home, told my mom. My mom's going to go up there and show out. You know, hey, ready to go. My grandpa, hey, man, my grandpa was like, uh-uh. You got to go up there. You got to go back up there and handle that situation. And at the time, I didn't understand why. Like, for real, because when you're young, you don't really understand why it's so important that you have to stick up for yourself. Because when you get older, no one's obligated to do it and no one's going to do it. So you have to stick up for yourself. And the earlier, I guess, the earlier you learn it, the better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. And even that, you know me, I ain't never been no, no easy guy, you know what I'm saying? But I come from a, a lot of men at first. Right. Until they found out who I really was. Right. Then it, yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and I. Then it changed then. <laughs> and then, and then, in that same sense, that's true. Because yeah. I can just, if I think about, that was probably a one of the situations I guess growing up that changed who I was as a person when I went back that walk I remember that walk back to the school (laughs) oh bro that walk back to the school by myself my grandpa made me go back yeah that walk back I had to go back over there I had so many different emotions going on I'm like man I don't know what I'm finna do. I don't, I don't know how I gotta handle it, but however yeah, I gotta handle it, I gotta handle it. I come from two where I see people you know, go through it. I was tight. I'm gonna step in forward. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, I don't like no woods people. You know? Right. I learned that in high school. That's why yeah. I said I was subconsciously aware to stop that because. Yeah, I, I never did. Right. I was you like, man, now I'll pick up. Same, same thing. Don't ever become nothing like this. It's not nothing good. They do get answered to it. Right. But the wrong ones. For sure, I used to pick on the uh, my, the uh, the jocks. The better, all uh, I was what was I was in varsity and all of my football players. And all, everybody that I felt like if you could defend yourself, then you the person I'm gonna pick at because you could defend yourself back and it's all yeah. fun and games, you know. 
But if they can't defend themselves, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. even want to get I mean, that's, that's different still. Though. Right. Even if they know, you know what I'm saying, you get a joke, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You go beyond it, where you doing it just to arouse another person. For sure. This person ain't trying to do that to you. Right. And make yourself, you got to go to Calvo and make yourself feel better by doing this to an individual that ain't trying to That's not even trying to come at you that way. Nobody didn't do nothing to you. Don't bother nobody. Right. And then, until that individual snap. It's a I was watching a video yesterday. Then when he hit the fan, and they called him mama. Like, hey, right. Calling mama. Call mama. I was. What was we watching? There was some video where we were just watching, uh, and they were they were the uh, Migos. They were doing something, and everybody just put out these guns and start shooting. And they were shooting the police. They were just going back and forth shooting. Mm-hmm. I said, all oh, these bullets ain't nobody getting hit. But I said that sends out the wrong message, <laughs> you know, because that's promoting that type of violence. Like then you, you invincible. Yep. You might have one that's really on it. Right. And Boom. Why they hit these people, innocent people and all these what they seeing and then to you then what you doing, advertising, making it okay in their mind for them, oh yeah, I can do this then. Yeah, I can do the same they thing. With, ain't like you heard them on the news, you know, being and like this and it's like they show up, I'm, I'm gonna do this then. Exactly. And That's my favorite rappers too. Doing these and most of them Ain't even about that like they ain't really you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, this no a big stuff. Right, it's a big stuff. So back to your, your ego egotistical men it's like I mean we, we have emotions but we our emotions are bottled up on the inside you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so uh, we men we are not good communicators right we're not good communicators yeah. uh, we don't <laughs> communicate well we can, it can be a, a room full of men here but the first thing we're going to talk about is sports. Yeah, so that's small talk. You know what I'm saying? But when talking about real issues, yeah, with a whole bunch of men here, something like this would have to be created like a, like your podcast. You know right. What I'm uh-huh. Me and we are not just going to come out and start talking about real yeah, reality. issues. Yeah. Reality I wonder issues. why it's like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Me, I, I was type. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I I be around. I grew up around. Uh, right. Know the old folks. So. Right. That's probably another blessing. No God, I got too. Right. Same. So they, you show me and tell me. I see it every day. For Girl, sure. Sit in the beauty it, shop. Sit in the beauty shop. And you gonna hear everything. Oh, Man. Yeah. Women talk. But you know what? It's because they do that on why they're 
they're so emotional, I guess. You know, they get it all out. Talk about that type of stuff. And where men are more like it, we hold it in. That builds yeah. the stress up. You and know, some I mean? of us we'll, we'll hold it in to. Oh man, ain't gonna let them know I'm going through this. Right. I don't have no time. Ain't like that. Ain't no fuck. Right, right. I'm a witness. I'm the first. 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 I'm the I was just I was just telling a friend of mine, I said, man, iron sharpens iron. And I like hanging around certain guys and certain men that don't mind being honest about certain situations. Oh, really? right. And just coming up and being like, bro, you know, yeah, this is whatever. You know, right. You know, um, I can have a whole real conversation about something and then not... You know, feel some type of way about certain things. Like I literally had to change certain people that I hung around because when I started doing this podcast thing, they were like, "Man, you trying to sound like you a philosopher?" Dude, gave me all this negative. Never let nobody, never let nobody Christian dream. Bro. Oh, bro, no. So, but I learned something off of that though. That made me realize, like, these type of people are really probably not really. Um, as cool as I thought they were, you know? And so... But they need to be okay with what you're okay with. Right. As long as it's and something positive. Also, I learned a lot of people can also be fake happy for you. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they can act like they can... Like, you, oh, yo, man, it's, that's a good thing. Sip, sip. But then behind them, they man, fake happy for you. They do man. Yeah, you know. At the same time, some of you... Even get even bigger. Hey man, say bro, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? Keeping it that right back in your face. Right, right. But the ones you all the time, I, I, you need my, need my boy. I know they believe in you know. Right. At the same time, I look at them with the man first. You don't need none of. I feel like I, I feel like every step that I've made is a calculated step. And all the sounds here, still the same. Right, thing. it's a calculated <laughs> step because same thing. like mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that now I'm. I'm more self-aware oh, of what's yeah. going on around. Some things take time, man. Right, right. Some don't know, lots of don't have no money. And like, there's so many teachings that my grandfather taught me at the time. I was just like, "Why are you telling me all this?" Now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It makes plenty sense now. I understand yeah, now why I gravitate to this type oh, of people. I, I think and I don't really was that went home. Right, you know? and I'm just like, man, you know. Man, they were telling me and trying to show me. But thing, the good thing I'm glad I had, I don't listen to them. I never try to know what they even had about me. And that's real. Because they've been here before me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I've if told I a guy. There, you know, to get right. I told a guy one day, so, uh, this guy was telling me, he said, man, this crackhead uh, was trying to uh, tell me all this crazy stuff. Because yeah, he talking smoked, talking crazy yeah. and whatever. He said, man. Uh, I don't listen to dude, you crackhead. I said, I don't mean nothing, man. Yeah, no I said, I said, this dude, I said, I told him, you, I told him, you, you are looking at his faults on why you don't want to listen to what he's saying. I said, you ain't trying to listen to him because he's a crackhead. I said, no, let's take this out. Let's take crackhead away and listen to what he's saying now. What you looking at is a crackhead, but if you remove that crackhead, Mentality or whatever away, and you listen to what he's yeah. saying. 
Like, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Any man, everybody got something like that. You're going to learn something yeah, from any and everybody. It was a word of the other Facts. Why do you think uh, we run to the, to the crackhead mechanics? Exactly. <laughs> What's the crackhead mechanic? Break that they down. Know about them. They know how to break down an engine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's going to be this and that to the other people. All they know this thing and now they're right here. I swear to God, <laughs> in the hood, it's always the crackheads that's fixing on somebody's car. <laughs> they can put, they can put your car together like check it apart. <laughs> right, hey man, uh, they don't know exactly what this part is. They're like, man, I can't tell you what this is, but I know this right here. Just don't go there. Let's go over here and this, this, mm-hmm. and this. I'm like, man, hey. <laughs> show me what you're doing, man. But uh. Shoot, I guess that's uh, pretty much all the time we got today and whatever. Um, we pretty much went over a lot in this little time frame. Uh, is there anything you want to end with? All right, man, just thank you for coming stopping by the barbershop and talking for a little bit. No question, no question. Um, some topics that's... Want to put your credentials be, and stuff out there? That should be discussed, you know. And, uh, I said you want to put your credentials and stuff out there, your shop and all that? Oh, yeah, Jesus and Master Marvel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you need any hair product, you need any service at Genesis Master Barbers, all you have to do uh, is to go online, book your appointment at genesismasterbarbers.net. Or if you need hair product, go to generehair.com or you can call us at 903-874-2424 and we can just take it from there. And miss, you don't, you uh, you say you do school, right? Put your yeah. school out on yeah. And I know you talk real long, so you're going to have to come closer to this microphone. <laughs> I do. Yes, I have a school. Um, Walona. <laughs> <laughs> Walona, Braxton. I have a school in Fort Worth, North Fort Worth. It's Wildmaster Barber College. We're um, just getting started. However, I've been in the industry for 25 years and teaching for about five. So if anyone looking to take their career to the next level, you can reach me at, or the school at, 817-331-3817. It's been kind of good sitting here listening to you guys converse. Well, well, well. Well, that's the end of the podcast today, man. I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening up. Um, we'll be back next week, and everyone have a good day. All right.